It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to BGN Radio. Welcome to This Week in Fantasy. <clears throat> no, not that kind of fantasy. A little more nerdy, a little less sexy. I mean, is there any doubt that Superman wouldn't be the greatest fantasy baseball player in the world? That's the ticket. <laughs> Right, BGN Radio, we are back. It is finally an NFL week where we don't have to talk about what-ifs. We don't have to talk about maybes and camp notes and rely on beat reporters and injury problems and all that good stuff. Well, we'll have to rely on injury problems. That's a that's a whole other issue as we get into the season. But the NFL season is finally here, and I can't wait to hear my favorite phrase on Sunday. Oh, we're going double box as uh, I'm going to be tuned into the NFL Red Zone uh, pretty much all day, except when the Eagles are playing, of course. Uh, but we're going to get a lot of matchups, uh, a lot of uh, questions that you've answered. And let's introduce everybody around the horn. As I see from rotowire.com, can be heard regularly here on BGN Radio and the super producer over at 97.5 The Fanatic, Mr. James Elser. How are you, bud? Johnny Boy, I am uh, fired up. I'm ready to go like you. I'm ready to finally watch some football that matters. And a man that might be interested in the triple box, the godfather of, of soul and fantasy and all things around the Chicagoland area. From FF Toolbox, Mr. Tony Casali. How are you, pal? I'm doing well. Good afternoon, John. I'm going to see how many boxes I can fit on that TV with the ridiculous amount of fantasy teams that I actually have gotten myself <laughs> roped into this year. How many do we? Uh, how many fantasy teams were we on, by the way, Tone? I've got one more draft tonight. See, here's the thing. Uh, I, I thought that five was going to be just about the maximum I would ever allow myself to do. Thought one of them wasn't going to happen. It happened. And in the meantime, I agreed to co-manage a couple of teams with somebody who couldn't be there to draft. So I actually have seven. Whoa. I'm at five and it's too many. It's too many. So seven was too many last year. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm with you. I had had four last year and said that was too many. So decided to add another. I, I, yeah, I've cut back almost cold turkey. I'm just down to one. I know it's like ridiculous. Whoa! To be, that's a little silly. I, that's it. I went from uh, I went from four and five for the past couple of years, and I just I really want to focus on this one because we've upped the ante with some money and you know all that good stuff. But I I tell everyone out there be as uh, uh, much a part as any fantasy league that you can. It's how you get better. It's how you love and enjoy life. 
It's just a better way to watch NFL football. And speaking of actual NFL football, I, I know we weren't going to get into uh, too many uh, uh, news and notes and things like that, but it's a pretty big deal that Wes Welker has been suspended for four games. Uh, the questions I want to ask you guys and answer them any way you'd like. We'll start out with you, Tone. Is, is this going to really increase Manuel Sanders' value? You know, is this a good time to buy low on Wes Welker? And if you are an Emmanuel Sanders owner, is this a good time to trade right now? Or are you going to wait a week or so? Here's the thing. I mean, a lot of people who own Emmanuel Sanders knew what they were getting into. They knew that they liked him ahead of time. It's going to be hard to pry Emmanuel Sanders away from anybody right now. I, even if you said go ahead and trade high, I don't think you're trading high. Obviously, we talked about it last week. He had a really good game even before Welker went down with his concussion. Uh, a lot of these drafts that happened in the last week or two most people drafting under the auspice that Wes Welker might not even be there for the first couple of weeks anyway. So so most people were getting uh, exactly what they expected when they drafted Wes Welker. A lot of people didn't really get burned too bad just because most people were drafting him as a wide receiver for coming off three concussions, obviously, in two years. And this is long before, you know, we were, you know, sure what kind of drugs he was doing uh, at the Kentucky Derby or what have you. <laughs> so so I don't think it's really going to change that much. I still love Emmanuel Sanders. Um, if you can buy Wes Welker low, I would still wait a week or two. I just, you know, I, I have something about not wasting a roster spot uh, on somebody who's not going to be there the first couple of weeks. But I think we're going to get more into that a little bit later, too. No, I think Tony summed it up pretty well. I think you're kind of already going to get what you were going to get from Sanders. I don't think it's going to be that much of a boost to his value. I think they were going to kind of use Sanders in the slot to begin with. Uh, I think it definitely boosts the value of, uh, of you know, Caldwell, of Cody Latimer. Not that I think those guys are really going to be worth owning to begin with, uh, but I think those guys might get a bigger boost. I think Sanders is just going to be valuable to own, period. Uh, we saw last year with Demarius Welker and, and Decker that that offense can – and even Julius Thomas is a tight end that that offense can can support three to four weapons in the receiving game. So I think Sanders is a must own anyway. I, I think if you are looking to trade him, I do think you should wait. I think he's going to have a big game week one against the Colts. So I, I would probably wait and hold off till then. But either way, I don't think it's a you know too much of a of a boost to the value. I think that Sanders was already valuable as far as Welker goes. You know, we were worried about the concussions, as Tony said. I'm still worried about the concussions, even with four weeks off coming back. You know, concussions, it's not like four weeks off are going to make his head that much better. You know, he might not have the, the symptoms anymore, but he's still just as big a risk to get concussed again. So, uh, you know, you got to have a lot of caution with when you draft Wes Welker or, or own Wes Welker right now. Uh, speaking of drafting, I mean, the dust is pretty much settled for everybody. We had our big weekend, and, you know, there are still a couple of leagues that I know that are still drafting. Even tonight, you know, they go right up, right up to the wire and all that good stuff. Like my good friend Tony. That's the way here. it should be done. Yeah, absolutely, close to the season as possible. For the people that have completed their drafts, uh, I, I do notice that there are a couple of waiver wire things that are not necessarily odd, but maybe good to take a flyer on. And a couple of, uh, most of them happen to be either backup running backs and you know a, a couple of wide, you know, number three wide receivers here and there. Jonathan Dwyer still sticking around, <laughs> and um, that, uh, that's one name that kind of popped up that's nobody really owns anywhere right now. Um, it, James, do you have any pickup uh, value with a, a guy like Jonathan Dwyer, or you know any 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 of that realm? Your your Bobby Reigns, your anything like that? 
Not particularly. I think that Dwyer is probably the most interesting name of those because I do think he will be involved in the offense. Uh, I don't think it's just going to be Andre Ellington all the time. I think Dwyer will play a role. Uh, I, I think another name, you, you didn't mention it, but uh, peek behind the curtain, you had it on your prep sheet. I, I think Roy Halu Jr., or excuse me, Roy the third. He's a third, right? Yeah, I um, think so. Royally the third. I think he could have some value. He had, uh, I think, 40-something catches a few years ago. I think he could be involved in the passing game. Alfred Morris, not a, a receiving running back. Uh, but either way, I think we're just talking about in super deep leagues, even if Ellington or Morris or one of those, those guys goes down, I don't know how valuable they would be. Obviously, you want to own any starting running back in the league regardless, especially in a deeper league. But I don't see a ton of value coming out of those guys. But as far as the list you went, whether it's Bobby Rainey or, or guys like that, the only two I would have any interest in whatsoever are Halu and Dwyer. And again, I don't own them in any league. So, uh, Tone, I, I mean, I'll, I'll throw two more in there that I thought were interesting. Mike Tolbert always seems to be on a waiver wire. He's still the goal line guy. He's still going to eat touchdowns. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on wasting a roster spot on Tolbert in deeper leagues? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like Tolbert in deeper leagues. And, and obviously part of the reason why is you're looking at Cam Newton's rib injury right now. And he might be somebody that you'd pick up that you can put in right away. Again, deep leagues, double flex leagues, where you can you know expect to maybe see a, a little bit of goal line work that normally Cam Newton would have taken himself. But I think he's probably going to step back a little bit when it comes to those designed runs up at the goal line. So yeah, I would, I would possibly take a look at Mike Tolbert. Some of these other guys uh, that we were talking about, I'd probably just leave out there they might have some value later again if ellington goes down or something like that but it but it's unlikely that i would ever have them starting week one so it's unlikely that i would draft them right so you're just looking at somebody possibly on the waiver wire again very deep leagues mike tolbert uh, as james mentioned roy lou uh, uh junior the third is somebody that i i like out of that group again you know somebody you pick up in the 18th 19th round we're not talking anything early but yeah like you know 49 catches in 2011 30 uh, some last year uh, he's going to be the third down back. I mean, Alfred Morris is not the guy who's out there in passing downs. He's not a three down back. It's just not the way it's going to be. So, so in passing downs, it's going to be Hulu. He's going to get his chances uh, catching the ball. So in a PPR league, uh, he's, he's somebody you can look at for, for depth right there too. Uh, not, not, not a problem uh, having Roy Hulu on my, on my, you know, 20 person team. John, I, I actually do have another name for you. Sure, go ahead. Um, how about Benny Cunningham? You know, started the third preseason game for the Rams. Uh, you know, Fisher had said he wanted to just see what Cunningham could do with the ones, which, of course, seems kind of silly because, you know, every other team in the league starts their starters in that game. And he said, oh, we're going to give Cunningham a look. You know, uh, I think that there's a little bit of smoke there. I, I don't know if they love Zach Stacy or not, but I think that Cunningham – clearly outperformed him in the preseason. I don't think Zach Stacy is an all-world talent or anything. It wouldn't shock me that much if he lost some touches, some carries to Cunningham. So, and obviously if Stacy went down, I know they like Cunningham a lot. So I think Benny Cunningham could be kind of an interesting under the radar play there. Well, if we're going to do this, I think I want to throw in another name <laughs> off the radar. I don't see why not. Ring the bell! I'm going to bring it. I'm ringing the bell. I'm going to go Alfred Blue. And why not? Look, this guy uh, has just been named. He's going to be the guy behind Arian Foster this year. Uh, it's, you know, Jonathan Grimes is great, but he's not a three down back. Alfred Blue is right. And if, if you're worried about somebody being injury prone, 
Arian Foster's name on your list, right? Uh, Alfred Blue could be the guy in Houston, uh, you know, halfway through the season if something happens. So, see, he's somebody that I'd be interested in throwing a, a, a little stash play. Yeah, uh, and I'll let's add one more name to the list. One guy we didn't talk about, Denard Robinson down in Jacksonville. Um, if he, that's, you know, I think that's a great backup to have. I think that's a roster spot worth having. I don't really trust that Toby Gerhardt's going to stay healthy, uh, you know, and he's not, I don't know. I'm not that high on him anyway. So, uh, the former quarterback at Michigan, the standout, I didn't even realize he was, he, he had turned into a running back, but he's number two on the depth chart there. Uh, again, deeper leagues, another guy to think about if you're hurting for running backs and if you're hurting for wide receivers, Denarius Moore is still out there. I know that name kind of puts a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, but from what I've seen during the preseason, from what coaches are saying that he's really a step ahead now, and now that David, and now that Carr has been named the, the you know the starting quarterback, that's a great big arm to throw him to on the deep threat. So I think he could eventually take over Rod Streeter, uh, and there is you know there there's a lot of upside there if you want to buy in early and maybe stash them away uh well enough with that and if uh again if you have any uh, questions on matchups or trades or anything like that we're always free we're always here just to you know shout us out bgn underscore twiff or at casserly at james elzer 975 or at john bargett we're all there we love answering fantasy questions and that's when we're going to get to our mailbag and it's mostly sit and start from you guys and that's exciting let's get right into it uh, you know, week one tends to be that there are, it's kind of hard to figure out who to put in your flex because it's it's a guy you're, you're more than likely unsure of. You're not really sure what the team is going to be doing. But most importantly, uh, the matchup situation is another thing that you look for there. So we're going to start out with uh, Mario ZMD. He uh, asks if he's got Edelman going against Miami. He's got Mike Wallace versus uh, New England and the rookie Kelvin Benjamin in Tampa Bay. Uh, Tony, who are you going with there? I think that's actually a pretty easy one. If he's only got one, it's got to be Edelman right now. I, I think Edelman's going to be getting the majority of the looks. It, it may change throughout the season, but I think right off the bat, uh, uh, week one, you got Edelman in there. I'm, I'm a little bit of a wait-and-see guy with Wallace. Obviously, he has his great games, and, and, then he's got his, uh, and then he's got his duds, so I'm a little bit hesitant with Wallace. Calvin Benjamin, that's another one I'm a little bit of a wait-and-see guy. I mean, some of the reports are now... Uh, that, you know, he's going to be getting all the double coverage. If they're going to be rolling extra people, it's going to go to Benjamin. Uh, so, you know, they've got a Lovey Smith defense there in Tampa Bay. Uh, and he doesn't have the experience to beat that Tampa two yet. He doesn't necessarily know uh, those those uh, routes, those NFL routes that you need to find space in a Tampa two against Lovey Smith defenses. So I'm still leaning Edelman number one. Wallace, if you can put two of them in there. Yeah, I'm pretty much, I think we'd be all in agreement there. And uh, James, he also asked, is Kobe Fleener a good backup tight end to have right now? Honestly, I don't carry backup tight ends, John. Uh, so I would have to say no. I mean, <laughs> as far as it goes, sure, I guess. But I think the idea of carrying a backup tight end is kind of silly. Uh, you know, I think you find the best tight end you can. You roll him out there. And when he's got a bye week, if it's a really low end one, you drop him for someone who's good that week and maybe try and pick him back up. But uh, you know, if you have a top-tier guy, you're never going to start that guy in that spot anyway. I just don't carry a backup tight end. I have enough, few enough roster spots to play with in most leagues that I'm going to have, uh, you know, a backup running back, a backup wide receiver, you know, even a backup quarterback before I'm going to have a backup tight end on my roster. 
Uh, as far as Fleener goes, sure, he's fine. You know, I'm not a huge Kobe Fleener guy. I think he'll be better this season than he was last year, which is now his third year in the league. Andrew Luck and him obviously have known each other for a while. I think he will get better, but, you know, I just don't care backup tight ends. Yeah, and it really depends on your league, and I wouldn't recommend wasting a spot on a backup tight end unless there is literally nothing else better that you can put on your bench. But if you can flex your tight end, I'm in a league that flexes their t- – you're allowed to flex tight ends. I think it's okay – to do so, and if you're really looking for help of, of which guy's going to hit first, there's still a name. I've been preaching it since we started the show. Garrett Graham is still a number one tight end, and I think he has way more upside than Colby Fleener. If you're looking to do that, I would actually go through him. If Heath Miller's still out there, I'd go through that. Um, you know, But if there's literally slim pickings, Garrett Graham, especially against this, I mean, look what he's going to do against Washington because that's a really bad defense. Don't overreact if he does well or, you know, not good at all because it's a new team and all that good stuff. But definitely got to keep my eye on um, as we uh, roll right along here. Uh, uh, next question is from at uh, Justin24, J-S-T-N-24. Uh, pretty uh, pretty softball one here, fellas. Malcolm Floyd uh, against Arizona or Ruben Randall against Detroit on Monday night. James. Yeah, I think it's Randall, and I think it's a, a walk. Uh, I don't think it's very close at all. Uh, the Lions had the 23rd ranked passing defense last year a terrible passing defense randall clearly the number two option after cruz there i actually like randall a lot as uh you know now the drafts are over but one of those later round kind of wide receiver flyers i think he's going to be their red zone target their premier red zone target uh I, you know everyone's freaking out about the the giants offense and how bad it looked in the preseason i think they'll figure out i think it'll be okay i don't think it's going to be a juggernaut or anything but I think Ruben Randall clearly has more value, especially than a guy like Floyd, who, you know, it's his first action since the beginning of last season, essentially, right? Missed the, almost yep. the entire season with that neck injury. Um, scary thing to come back from. Then on top of that, he's behind Keenan Allen. He's behind, the you know, Danny Woodhead for targets. He's behind Gates, most likely, or around where Gates is. Darius Green is there for targets. I just think there's a much clearer path to Randall, you know, making hay than uh, there is for for Malcolm Floyd and we uh, yeah I think we all agree there and uh, again I'll keep beating the drum with Ruben Randall the Giants have no tight end <laughs> I mean they do but they don't so I mean that's uh, a great value with Ruben Randall as your third wide receiver or as a flex there uh moving on uh at uh Norbert Todd's uh Mr. Daniel uh Sakulo Sakulo I think I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right uh he's got two questions for us tone uh Dalton versus Baltimore where do you go Newton versus Tampa Bay uh, the pros have this as 92% to start Cam Newton over Dalton. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and that one, I'm actually going to go the other way, and I'm going to go with Dalton against Baltimore this week. Look, I get it. Uh, you drafted Cam Newton ahead of him, and through the season, I expect Cam Newton to outperform Andy Dalton. I just think with the injury, his lack of uh, designed runs around the end zone, uh, he's, he's going to be a little bit more careful. Even if he's wearing that flak jacket, he's not going to get the rushing yards. And historically, I mean, I've had Cam Newton on teams – two out of the last, uh, I'm sorry, both of the the last two years, and he has been a slow starter, right? I don't actually expect him to really get into his groove until Calvin Benjamin gets into his groove, until he's fully healthy. I think around week four or five, you're going to start Cam every week for the rest of the year, and he's going to be a a top 10 quarterback, no problem. Uh, But I think early going, if you have somebody like Dalton on your team, I think this week is a good week to put him in. 
Yeah, I totally agree with Tony. I, for me, this is a no-brainer. I'd go Dalton all day. I mean, people forget Dalton was the sixth-ranked fantasy quarterback last year. Uh, he put up a ton of points. Uh, Newton didn't practice today. He's got the rib thing coming off the ankle. Yeah, a rookie wide receiver is clearly his number one target. And, and on top of all that, it's a little bit tougher matchup. Granted, more or less the same as far as it goes, but I, I think Lovey's going to bring a little little excitement to that Tampa defense. I think Alteron Werner is... A, is maybe the best under-the-radar signing of the offseason. So uh, I, I think it's Dalton in a walk, to be honest. I, I don't think it's that close. That makes three for three, fellas. We're going against the the, the pro perspective. They're saying Newton at 92%. I just don't buy it, especially against Tampa Bay. It's the same thing. It's the same argument we had against, you know, any of the other tough defenses against Kelvin Benjamin. They are going to have trouble scoring points again this year. I just saw a stat today. The average drive for Carolina to score a touchdown is four minutes and 10 seconds. They are not a good scoring offense. They never have been. It's going to take a while to put up points there. It is Dalton 100% for me. Um, uh, His next question, actually, James, um, it's just still a little tough here, too. C.J. Spiller against Chicago, or do you go Shane Vereen against Miami? Uh, 70% of the uh, pros say Chicago, 30% say Vereen. What are your thoughts, Mr. Zeltzer? This should be 50-50. I mean, this is like this is as close tough. as it's going to get. Yeah. If it were a PPR, I'd go Vereen, no question. It wouldn't even be a discussion. So uh, since we don't have league format here, if it's a PPR, go Vereen. Otherwise, honestly, I, I'm so torn. Uh, Chicago, by far the worst run defense in the league last year. Gave up 30 more yards per game than any other team in football. Uh, just a disaster against the run. Uh, but, you know, Vareem from, uh, you know, the six, seven games he played at the end of last season was just a, a huge fantasy piece for that offense. I think he's going to be the main guy in New England. Ridley's on the outs. Uh, you know, Vareen is just such a beast in the passing game. I think he's going to get more carries. I think you could see him get eight to 12 carries a game, which is just going to be such a big increase for his value. Uh, and Miami, not, you know, a stellar defense either. Uh, so I'm extremely torn. I'm going to go Vareen, but... I could really see going either way. The only reason I'm going Vereen is I still want to see how the Fred Jackson, Bryce Brown, C.J. Spiller timeshare is going to be split up and see how healthy Spiller looks. For now, what we saw in the preseason, we know Vereen is going to be a huge part of that offense. I think you can trust him just a little bit more in week one. I think a lot of the 70% to start Spiller in Chicago is somebody is still there. A lot of people are still stuck in last year. That's one thing you can get caught up in. Yes, I understand that Chicago had probably the worst, if not one of the worst, run defenses last year. They have made some improvements there. And just like James said, that's what tips the scale for me. It's still a lot of Fred Jackson. It's still a lot of other running backs that are there and in. Vereen's pretty much the main guy, and he's going to get a lot of looks. I go Vereen as well. Uh, standard or PPR format. I'm going to go the other way, uh, you know, and maybe this is me looking back last year a little bit, but even if they made a 20% improvement, the Chicago bears would still be last in the league last year. They were that <laughs> much worse than everybody else at stopping the run. 2,500 yards, 2,580 yards. They gave up last year. Next worst team was 2,100 yards. Historically bad run defense. Yeah, it's a different year, but it's not all different people, and it's the same defensive coordinator. Until they show me that they can stop the run, I'm not going to believe that that's going to happen. And they made some pretty bad running backs look 
like Hall of Famers last year. So with somebody as talented as C.J. Spiller, even if he is only getting 50% of the touches, I think he – I'm a Chicago fan. I don't want to see it. I don't <laughs> want it to happen. But he, they're going to try and keep – they're going to be running the ball. They're going to be trying to keep Chicago's offense off of the field. So, you know, I, I see 100 total yards for C.J. Spiller without too much trouble. I, I don't think that Vereen's a bad choice. If you've got him – if you can play them both, actually, I would happily have one as my RB2 and one as my Fox. But uh, I think C.J. Spiller is going to outperform Vereen this week. It's going to be interesting. I mean, Daniel, let that be, you know, he's there every Sunday to witness Chicago. He's he's there uh, all the time. If he says so, maybe go Spiller. I don't know if we really helped you out with that one, but two to one Vereen in the Twift voting and, you know, good luck with that as we go on. Uh, that's going to close up uh, the mailbag. But again, uh, you know, tweet us anytime, any questions you have, especially sitting and starting. It's, it gets a lot of good debate like we just had here. Uh, and, of course, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, guys, are you seeing any other potential real big positive matchups this week or any real downfalls or pitfalls uh, that uh, this week that uh, might necessarily like look good on paper but uh, in reality might not be the best situation? Uh, as far as, you know, looking good type this week, I think Mark Ingram is a really nice under-the-radar play this week. Coming off a monster preseason, everyone, you know, he's the the quote-unquote best shape of his life guy this preseason that everyone's in love with. Uh, but apparently he's in great shape. Uh, he's looked good when he's gotten the ball. Uh, a contract year for Mark Ingram. Going up against Atlanta, who had, after Chicago's historically bad run defense, the second worst run defense in the league last year. And again, I agree, you can't completely go off last year's stats, but Atlanta did not do a lot to fix that run defense. Uh, I just like what I've heard about Mark Ingram. He's going to get a chance. Sproles is gone. I feel like Pierre Thomas is going to kind of slide into that Sproles role, at least to a point. And then it's going to be Kyrie and Ingram. And I think Ingram's going to win that job. I think he's going to beat out Kyrie Robinson. So I kind of like what I'm seeing from Ingram, and I I think he's a nice kind of flex play this week under the radar. Yeah, actually, I think anybody anybody that you just mentioned, with probably the exception of Kyrie Robinson, is is going to get the nod over whoever you're thinking this week. I agree with James, even though that the defense is, you know, it's it's a different year, but they they've been hit by the injury bug too, and uh, that's that's going to be a high scoring game on either side. On the on the opposite side, I also think that, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to – it's kind of dumb advice like, hey, make sure you're starting Roddy White and Julio Jones. They're going to be throwing a lot. So, you know, that's another good matchup on the other side as well. Uh, Tony, do you do you see anything this week? Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at Jeremy Hill, and I'm liking what I'm seeing each and every week out of him. I still love Giovanni Bernard. I think they're going to be running the ball a ton uh, in Cincinnati. But I, I've got Jeremy Hill as a nice flex play this week. He's a guy that a lot of people, particularly if you drafted a couple of weeks ago, which I would say you know 50% of us did, uh, you're looking at Jeremy Hill uh, maybe going in the eighth or ninth round, and now you're going to be able to put him in a flex. I think he's going to get a lot of carries this week. Uh, he's going to find himself around the goal line a fair amount. And, uh, yeah, definitely I would throw him in my flex this week. I like where he's going. I think each week he's going to be moving up a little bit, and you can actually see Gio and and Jeremy both uh, finishing his top 20 running backs this year. My um, the, Pretty much the whole time I've been talking to you guys, I've been saying how much I dislike Ben Tate. <laughs> and this week he's my play. Um, I, I, I think that... Um, the Steelers defense did not really show me much of anything. And I think there's a long way to go there. 
I think Cleveland's going to be a very, very, very big run-first type of team, uh, especially, you know, Josh Gordon and that whole saga going all over the place. It's one of the few times that in the first few weeks that I think he's going to have a, a really great explosion. I think his value might rise a little bit in, in week one, and you might have that overreaction to him and all that good stuff. Um, so Ben Tate, take a look at it. I think that uh, that could be a really good play this week. John, I love that pick. I actually like Tate more than most this year, especially as we've gone through the preseason. Everyone was talking about Terrence West, Terrence West, Terrence West. Oh, turns out that Terrence West is not ready to play at that level, you know, at least to have a major role. Uh, ben Tate's going to be a three down back. He's going to be on the field a lot. They're going to run the football I'm with you 100 percent, John. I think Ben Tate's a great under the radar play this week. Yeah, and it's um, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen there now. You know, that's that's one of those guys that could be end up being a surprise. Obviously, Ben Tate's health is always in question, but man, he he's gonna he might make me look like an idiot. <laughs> um, you you covered yourself pretty well there, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> Uh, any other uh, closing final thoughts that you have, guys? Just that football is happening, and I couldn't be more excited. I, re- I mean, really, there's no advice to that. Just now it's time to set your lineups and enjoy. I mean, this is the fun part. You get to set the lineups. You get to to sort of go against Yahoo's projections, listen to us and agree with one of us and disagree with two. But now it's happening. Football's happening. That's all. I'm too excited. <laughs> James, final thoughts. Yeah, what Tony said. Um, but also, uh, just remember, fantasy is supposed to be fun. We all get in that kind of thing where we, you know, either take it too seriously or let it ruin our Sunday. Don't let that happen. Fantasy is supposed to be fun. Try and enjoy it. And if you're losing, just enjoy the fact that football's back and there's always next week. Exactly right. And I'm going to just say uh, enjoy this week. Don't overreact to it either way. If it's something happens that's really good that you uh, of a player that you were unsure about, it doesn't mean it's going to happen every week. And if somebody underperforms and is supposed to be good, don't necessarily freak about that either. There's 15 other games uh, to be played in this awesome NFL season that we are going to enjoy. Uh, well, it starts tonight. Uh, quick quick picks, actually, Tone. Seattle or Green Bay, who do you have tonight? Uh, I'm looking at Seattle. Uh, they're at home. I, I They look so good. I, I just don't see Green Bay doing it. Never, ever, 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 one more ever pick against Seattle at home. No way, baby. Green Bay in a stunner, and I think they win by six points. Aaron Rodgers looks phenomenal in the opener. Boom! Wow. Anyway. I will get I will I will come on this podcast next week and, and bow down to you if you are right, sir. <laughs> well, uh, I hope I'm right for my sake, but uh for Mr. Uh, James Zelter and for Mr. Tony Casali, I am John Barchard. We thank you so much for listening to NFL Week One of This Week in Fantasy. This episode of This Week in Fantasy has been brought to you by Eagles Almanac, the 2014 edition. The Eagles Almanac includes detailed analysis, essays, scouting, statistics, and more from the likes of Shio Kapadia, Tim McManus, Jimmy Kemsky, Tommy Lawler, and Bleeding Green Nation's own Brandon Lee Gouton. You'll get in-depth access to the play breakdowns of Chip Kelly's dynamic offense, See how LaShawn McCoy can build on his record-setting season, seeing exactly what Nick Foles' ceiling is, and of course, your guide to the important art of buying an Eagles jersey. The 2014 Eagles Almanac, 
Grab it now at eaglesalmanac.com. <laughs>